You've come to the right place. If you're a course creator looking to build more impact, income, and freedom, LMS Cast is the number one podcast for course creators just like you. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of the most powerful tool for building, selling, and protecting engaging online courses called Lifter LMS. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Chris Badgett and I'm joined by a special guest, Mark Allen from BiggerPiePromotions.com. Mark's got something for you over at BiggerPiePromotions.com forward slash friends. Welcome to the show, Mark. Hi, Chris. Uh, thank you for having me in your show. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to get into it. Mark, I've learned a lot from him and the guy is a strategic thinker, a copywriting pro, and he really can get inside the mind of an audience like I've never really seen before. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you today and help the course creators and the membership site builders out there increase conversions, make their offer more valuable. But first, if we put on our, you know, the entrepreneur hat and we get under the sales and marketing aspect of that. What is the difference between sales and marketing and where do you like to focus your efforts? Like what's your sweet spot in helping business owners increase profits? Yeah, well, that's a very good question. And, and I often think more of having a frame, framework and like an analogy. So for me, um, mar marketing and sales is like in a basketball. Marketing is more on the dribbling and passing. And sales is more on the, you know, shooting the three points or having a layup or a dunk. So, okay. so yeah, basically most people uh, take a three-point shot far away from the from their own court. That's why the people are not converting something like that, and and that's the that's the problem. So, so yeah, for for me, the the closer you are on the court, the easier the sale. But the question is how do you, how do you bring people closer to the basket, right? So, so how how do you bring them closer to the basket so that you can eat, get an easy layup or down? I love that analogy. I'm just picturing somebody, it's a business owner, like on the far end of the court, bringing the basketball between their legs and just throwing it up in the air. That's what a lot of people are doing. Exactly. Um, exactly. And uh, the the goal is to reduce friction. You're um. One of your uh, your like really specialties is around like offer creation and, and increasing the value of the offer. And I think in yeah. business, especially in teaching or offering some kind of training program, mm -hmm. if you get the offer wrong, it doesn't matter what you do and where you try to like do a hail mary with the basketball and try to make it work. Right. What what makes a good offer? Well, uh, uh, before I answer that, I think uh, I just want to have some uh, to help course creators have some clar clarity on what's really important when it comes to to their messaging because uh, most people thought that it's all about the copy you know it's yeah, all about yeah. the, the words and uh, what's what's in their website what's in their email something like that but but uh, in my experience 60% of sales success comes from having but just by talking to the right people you know if you're not talking to the right people it's just it's like uh, selling hamburgers to a vegetarian, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever great offer or whatever, no matter what, how great is your copy, 
they will not buy because they they just don't eat you know hamburgers yeah. things like that so, so what's uh, how do people end up in that situation where they're just talking to the wrong people or they haven't like how does that happen well uh let's say i have a uh let's say i have a fitness course uh-huh. it's like a certain type of training or or health transformation like can you, let's use that as an example what what might the creator of that be doing incorrectly to talk to the wrong people well, well i guess uh one of the biggest problem is uh pe- people tend to focus on uh on what's 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 there in front of them rather than what's the the end goal because uh basically as you mentioned earlier i i fo- i focus on help helping clients uh do offer makeovers so that to position their offers as as much value as possible to increase uh to to, to help their business grow their profit and trans- transform more lives and and the problem is i think uh people just forget about the their end goal like where where do they where do the funnel goes uh, what's the end goal what what will what will be the the end goal f- for for them and just focus on the lead magnet you know yeah. because if you if you focus on the lead magnet and you don't know where to go and i, I think that's that's where the problem is that's why uh, they create a, a a converting lead magnet but they don't convert those people into into clients or into a customer because they they focus on the on the wrong market so what 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 do you mean by uh focusing on the le- end goal is what's your what's your back end offer you know uh i i think for for example for the fitness uh course creators is it the is it a coaching program is it a is it the um one year 12 12 month mentoring program is that your end goal and if that's the end goal then the people you want to attract on the front end must be capable on buying your your 12 month programs things like that right so yeah i hope it that helps so how do we um let's say we want to do a high end offer and you're helping with the offer makeover and if we use our keep going with our example of a a fitness mm-hmm. kind of transformation and we want to make it um you know high high ticket or not cheap cheaply priced like we'd prefer to work with a smaller number of people but give them really good service Correct. and have like a massive number of people with without um a lot of personal touch but we want smaller paying more how do we um do sales in such a way that we're getting qualified buyers that have budget to afford this type of transformation work yeah well uh i think the so the importance uh on that like i mentioned earlier 60 percent of sales success is who you're talking to so i think uh businesses who wins are businesses who understand their audience better than anyone else right so if you if you know your audience like what do they really want well, what do they buy you know if you have the what they call customer avatar things like that and you dial in not just the the demographics or psychographics but more on the psychology of how how do those people think what are they what are they really buying right it's not about the coaching program and it's not about you know the it's not about 
you teaching them. It's more about the transformation that they, they're going to get from your program. Is the, is, the, uh, uh, is the solution help them lose weight or gain more muscles or things like that? That's cool. And I wanted to ask you, like, in terms of messaging and communication, one of the brilliant things that I learned from you is this idea that what do we, what do they need to believe before Mm -hmm. they um, can become a customer or make the buying decision just kind of a no brainer, easy, not a lot of friction. Like there's, there's like these core beliefs that we, that if they if we're in alignment on those then the selling is actually fairly easy so mm-hmm. how do we if we go from lead magnet like we heard somewhere that like oh the best time to build you have to build a big email list focus on the email list i know what you mean people get really focused on the lead magnet and they start building an email list which is good but how do we go from belief to purchase and go through these beliefs either like installing them or resurrecting them or just talking mm-hmm. about them how do we do that yeah so that's really a good question because uh like like what i've said earlier uh the marketing is like the passing and the dribbling so those are the that's the time where we have to establish belief you know and the first belief is i think that people need to to talk about uh when, like, for example, when they get into the lead magnet and then you started emailing the emailing them and messaging them is more about uh, what's their present pain, you know? Like, uh, because sometimes uh, when you can explain the problem much better than the competition, the, your authority skyrockets, right? Your, so you're not even selling yourself. You're just talking about the problem. Exactly. And you're, yeah. you're just, and the key point here is you're just, uh, putting the the flashlight on a, on a different angle when it comes to explaining the problem. It's not like uh, you're losing weight because you're not working out or you're not eating the right food. It's we can we can talk on a different angle. Like it's more about habit. You know, it's it's it, uh, the reason you're not losing weight is because it's not just your uh, it's not yet your habit to do to do working out and eating the right food you know things like that and if you can shed light the light on the on their current on their present pain and then you do it with a different angle then you're you're you become you know one of a kind in their eyes yeah i was talking to somebody who went through a, a health transformation program with like a coach and got some seriously awesome results And they were explaining to me how at the very beginning, this person was talking to them and a bunch of other people about uh, like basically like who here um, doesn't like what you see when you look in the mirror or and like who like just looks at yourself and, you know, feels kind of disgusted or, um, you know, and basically they he was positioning the just the truth of what people felt. And then like at the end of it. Like he was saying things like who here wants to look good naked, which is, is like, uh, it's a bold statement, but that my friend was describing how this room of people just really became alive, came all in, committed to the program, did the work, but he was just, it wasn't about the coach. It wasn't about the program. It was about these, like the psychology of where these people were at and like surfacing some of the, even the pain, which is hard, but then being like, I'm here to help. And then, 
and just being honest, it, it was not about building muscle. It was about something like liking what you see in the mirror or how yeah. somebody else perceives you. He was just being completely honest about the pain and the transformation. Correct, correct. So, so that's the first belief that we have to we have to establish first is you know being the the person who can explain the problem better than anyone else. And then after that, uh, I think the ne- the next belief that most you know because we're doing the journey right we're, we're having a journey here and the next belief is uh the next question we, we must ask is why it's not working now i mean th- th- what the the what are the things that they're, they're currently doing and why is it not working right now right so if, if you can ask, answer that and and then again the key here is to having at least an insight on why they they're having the problem I think that's very valuable because uh, information is right now is uh, all over the place, right? We can we can easily down we, we can easily Google how to lose weight online and then find some content and information. So so people don't need information right now. What they need is the wisdom to do what 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 they need to do and what they're not supposed to do. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I think that's lacking. And people aren't, um, you got to give people credit. They're not stupid or whatever. Like you're saying, it's not that they just, oh, now you found me. Now here's a solution. They're they're probably trying some things Mm -hmm. that just isn't working. That maybe is even a popular belief in society, but it just doesn't work. They're trying to, uh, I don't know, do something like, um, uh, intermittent fasting or yo-yo dieting or something, but it's not they're not fixing the problem and it all, and they bounce back or whatever. So you have to like, they're not, it's not that they're not trying or they're lazy or whatever people are trying. They just might be trying the wrong things. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so that, that's the reason why uh, we're, we're focusing on just shedding the light on a different angle, just so to help them having that aha moment, you know, when it comes to your messaging. And I think after we talk about their present pain, and then we talk about why things aren't working right now for them. I think the next thing that that is really powerful that will make them ready for your for your offer, especially for high ticket offer, is that uh, we must help them realize that what you're offering is different. So you know? differentiation, like differentiation, how, yeah. like, like like what's different now from the yeah. things that they've tried in the past. Right, and and it's it's not about being the best or being the number one. Although it's good to have a quality program, I I I'm not saying that you you sell a crappy program, you know, and just be different. But uh, but people love to to try new things, and if you can position yourself as the new uh, solution for them, and help them realize that. This is the thing that they've they've never tried before. Oh, you you'll you'll make them so excited to you know to know to want to know more about your program. Yeah. Could you give an example of like good differentiation that people may be aware of, like like but they're maybe they're not consciously aware of. Like for example, I'm just gonna throw some ideas out there, like yeah. Apple products or Tony Robbins or mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think of a famous. Um, kind of author person 
like David Allen has a book called getting things done. That's really popular in productivity right. circles. Yeah. I don't know. Use those or something else. Like how are, how is somebody famous? We know really positioned yeah. as, as being different. Yeah. Uh, for example, what's, uh, for example, let's use the Apple as an example. What's good, what's good about Apple is that uh, they, they really make their product different that, they, that some of the features that, uh, that are available out there are only available on Apple, you know, things like that. Like they, they make it in a, in a way, you know, um, uh, like a, a mini monopoly style, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, where, where, they, where they have these iTunes and other apps and softwares that are only available through Apple. If you, could, if you don't have an Apple, you cannot use that. So that's one of the differentiation. Uh, another thing is like most people are, uh, are, are not seeing the, the value of you know, uh, personal support, like your, your identity as the course creator, your uniqueness as the course creator. Most of the time, that's, that's what, what makes you different among the rest. You know, your personality, your uniqueness, your, your core gifts that you can offer, and how you deal with people, things like that. You know, that that's those are the things that uh, that makes you different. And and people buy from people, you know, not from businesses. So it's really important that if you can show your your own personality and your own uniqueness on your marketing, then then the then the ideal clients for you you will naturally attract if you if you do that. And that's awesome. Um, yeah, I think that's often overlooked where if you have like a similar program, I mean, there's, there's like, if you look at weight loss, transformation, fitness, I mean, you can do different things and different styles, but at the end of the day, um, if as a coach or trainer or whatever, the way you make somebody feel like while they're going through the process, especially when they're being vulnerable and uncomfortable and, and like kind of committing to this big transformation, which is difficult the way you make them feel in your communication and through your program just emotionally yeah. is a point of differentiation. I mean, some people may want to be in some kind of military Navy SEAL style environment. And on the mm -hmm. opposite end of the spectrum, some people want to be in a really like calm self care kind of go easy on yourself, like nurturing yeah. environment, <laughs> but, but that's, those are very different, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, and what's good about being just being, through and being uh, being authentic is that like attracts like right so you naturally attract the right people on your on your business if you just show your authenticity and true self on your marketing and 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 I think that overlook is the the right word that I'm looking earlier and and pardon me for because I'm my English is not my first language so so thank you for that uh, but what I'm trying to say is that uh, in, in on your marketing, uh, th that's the time where you answer those objections. Uh, like, what what do uh, like what do you do, and and how do you do it? Things like that. And what's the diff What's your what's different for uh, on your program than other programs out there? You do that on marketing on on the passing and dribbling, so that you put people closer to the hole. And and when it comes to to the actual sales, you, the goal is not to do you know 
any more convincing when they when they go to the sales part because like i said uh when you bring people closer to the basket all you need to do is just lay it in or if you're tall enough you just dunk it in and and it's and it's a sale right so yeah that's the goal and yeah i i think uh coming back to the to the beliefs the last part will be more of like answering objections so the first one is knowing their present pain and then after that you uh you know you you we will tell them why why it's not working right now the the things that they do and then what's different from your from you your offer and your solution and then the the next part of your marketing should be more about answering objections you know the price objection time objection things like that yeah what's what's the difference between differentiation and positioning yeah well uh that's that's really a good question because when it comes to uh positioning i think that's that's more of like what you want to be uh like what you want to be you know perceived in the in the industry right like do you want to be this uh uh do you want to be known for uh, a high ticket you know an expensive but valuable uh content or you want to be perceived as more affordable you know mass market coach or consultant things like that and differenti differentiation is just more about uh what's different on your offer like uh what's the like what's the one thing that your offer has that the other programs out there doesn't have you know that and most most of the time the other uh differentiation that you can do is your unique mechanism or your your unique method on how how you do things so 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 yeah i think uh positioning is more about what do you want to be perceived as as an expert in your industry and differentiation is more about uh your offer very cool um i'm just channeling the course building community audience and stuff like that and one of their fears is um well if i need to talk to people about the beliefs and kind of surface the method and handle objections and do differentiation mm -hmm. and everything there's a series of emails there um they have a fear of like i don't want to send too much email like how do how what's going on there and how, how can we get them through that idea yeah. Or that fear of like, I don't, sometimes people have a fear of marketing. Yes. Maybe because mm -hmm. they had a bad, they think it's like the used car sales lot or the, um, I don't know, just they have this image in their mind of a salesperson and they don't want to be that. Correct. Correct. And, and I totally understand that. Uh, I have, an, uh, you know, I started doing sales back in 2010. So I, I know the, the, the type of, the, the, I have basically, you know, a, a deep understanding on why people have that fear on sending too much emails, things like that. And it all boils down with, again, talking to the right who, to, talking to the right people. Because uh, whatever, uh, whatever messaging you do for, for the right people, no matter how many you send, like I, I, I know some marketers who are sending email every single day. And his people love it because yeah. he's talking to the right who. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, people there are 
are into the, his uh, information, his content. So uh, they don't care if they if that guy send send them an email every day, right? They look but forward if, to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're looking forward to it. It's like yeah. part of their daily habit, you know, <laughs> reading yeah. their, their email. But for people who, but for the wrong people, you try to send them at least, you know, two times two times a week. They will be, you know, they will be so, annoyed. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so it, it all boils down with uh, finding the right who and just targeting the right that uh, ideal person that you that you want to target. Yeah. I want to get into some copywriting tips. If we're in the content of an email, what are mm -hmm. some guiding principles or simple rules for writing effective emails? Yeah. That well, have? Good, like, what's some yeah. general advice? Exactly. So, so that's a good question. And, and just uh, going back to the, like I've said that 60% of serious success comes from talking to the right who. Mm -hmm. And just want to finish that formula for me 30 percent uh comes from having the right offer and then 10 percent coming from the copy because the copy will bridge the the person your offer to the person right so even though copy is just 10 percent it's like and uh and you don't value copy that much it's like saying that your heart is just 10% of the body and it's <laughs> not important, right? Right. So, so yeah, oh, when it comes to copywriting, uh, copy, especially in emails or like the Facebook post or face, Facebook post in, in the groups because that's what's, you know, what's in right now. Uh, I think you have to have, you think you have to think about having three sales during that conversation. The first sale that you must do is to get their attention. So that's the first sale that you must, uh, you need to have. The second sale is about helping them, uh, making the the copy enticing enough for them to 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 read the rest of the copy, right? Mm -hmm. and the last sale will be the call to action. So what are you what are you up, what are you planning to do with your with your email? So basically. The first sale is all about the subject line, right? Yeah. So how, yeah. So how do you get their attention? So um, most of the time, people uh, write you know boring head, uh, subject line because it's it's what they're planning to say to to say inside their email, which is which is fair enough, right? You just want to give them a preview of what's coming on your email, but it, if it's not enticing enough, if it don't get if it don't get their attention you will not be able to send them the the message that you have right? let me just give a really bad example like if you were doing an email mini course as a lead magnet where you have like a series of emails to help people in some way if your subject mm -hmm. line is email lesson number one it's Correct. boring and it's it's exactly. yeah <laughs> you're not even it, talking you're not even hinting about the content of the or the result they're going to get by reading the email. It's you've just lost a big opportunity there. Yeah, correct, correct. And it's it's like uh, when you're when you're talking to to a to a new to a stranger. The f the first thing that you want to do is to have something that will make make them stop. You know, that will make them stop. And whether but but I'm not saying that it's 
you you write a spammy subject line like "Hey" or you know "Mark" or you know, Chris, <laughs> yeah. right? Because yeah. because yeah, I think email provide email service providers know the what what most direct response marketers do. So they they I don't know that term, but I think they tag it like a spam words. You know, if they if you do what what most of the direct response marketers do. So Yeah, there's like some certain phrases like if you use the word free, if you use the word money, if you uh yeah. you know gift, I think or something. There's some certain ones that like flat that make you more likely to end yeah, up. Exactly, exactly. That yeah. will affect your deliverability. Correct. Yeah. Um well we 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 like hook them with some curiosity in the subject line. How do we like what are some do's or even more importantly some don'ts to, when it comes to the body of the email uh, well I think when what most people do when it, when it comes to writing the body of, uh, of the email is that they think like a, a writer you know like, like a novel writer like a novel writer <laughs> like you have to have this uh, many sentences before you have a paragraph you know just yeah. like that but if you but if you do that on email and you see a, and you, you look at your phone and you see uh, uh, an email full of full of text, you know, a wall of text, yeah, yeah, a block of text. Then then you, then you you'll not read that, right? So so I guess a, a a simple tip that I I always do is just make it readable as possible. You know, one short sentences and then one medium and then one long sentence and then and then play it play play around like that. I, one of the things I noticed about your copywriting, which is awesome, is there's a lot of um, like there's like short sentences, there's a lot of space, there's questions, there's like you know dot dot dot. There's like conversational copy. Correct. It's not, it's not like a thesis about something. You're, yeah. if we're trying to surface a belief, you know, mm -hmm. you kind of it's more of a conversation and like checking in and questions and. And then it like kind of bubbles up and it's there. Yep. And there's just like one call to action. Like it's not, there's not like links all over the place. It's, it's like, uh, they, we may repeat the call to action, but you're not like trying to sell everything in one email. Yeah, exactly. Because, uh, on, on what, on your email, you don't, you don't have enough, you know, attention for, for one email. So, so the the goal is what the beauty of email and posts and you know an, your ongoing marketing is that you can you can always uh, do a new email you you can always send new email right so you don't have to put everything on one email right yeah. and and I think it's very important to to understand that uh, you want to write your email just like you're writing to a friend right. Because uh, when we when we look at our phone and it it's coming from a friend, we always take time to read it, right? We always see at at least give us enough seconds to be in, to be uh, hooked enough to see what's what's happening in their lives, right? Yeah, like a like a blog post or an email. I like to, especially if I know it's a really important one, I'm gonna read it out loud. Because I want to hear what it sounds like as somebody reads it in their head, not just me like being quiet reading it on the screen. And because I wrote it, I kind of already know what it's going to say. But when you read it out loud, you kind of hear it for the first time. 
Yep, mm, that's right. Um, while we're on <clears throat> copywriting, one of the areas I see course creators struggle with is, or or let's say it's a program that includes coaching and all kinds of stuff, or monthly some kind of membership, recurring revenue situation where we're doing some training. What? It's the description, like it's the sales page of the course or the program or the membership. Mm -hmm. um, what are some tips you have on like even at the very beginning, like naming the thing and then also how to describe it in the in like the description or the sales copy? Like what what are the components that we should put in there? Yeah, like like uh, naming the, the products. The course. Yeah, I see a lot of people get hung up. I mean, I think that it's one of the original copy. It's where course creators first run into the business of copywriting is yeah. what should I name my course? I'm an expert in like fitness transformation or, or like weight loss transformation. Like what should I call it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I think uh, it helps to have, you know, your own, uh, like, like most copywriters, they have their own swipe files, you know, yeah. like, uh, like type, Titles, headlines, or emails, sales pages that that caught their attention, and then just compile that because just by having that swipe file, you can you can see what what are the the the, the titles and headlines that are that are selling, right? So you can you can use that to to model how you how you will name your your course, things like that. And when it comes to description. What I what I like telling my cl my clients is that when it comes to to your description description, you sell the the what and not the how, right? Yeah. yeah. Most most people try to to tell everything on their description page, right? On their sales page, tell all of to tell because like like most of the experts, we are we are passionate about what we're talking, so we want to help as many people as possible and and the, the challenge with that is we we tend to you know we, we tend to over explain and do so many uh writing that 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 aren't necessary on on our sales page and just the, the goal of the of your sales page is to be to sell the what they say is to sell the sizzle and not the steak right to, to have that uh, interest enough interest for them to take action, so so I think that's that's the tip that I could give I could give for the description. What's the role of like the whole concept of social proof or proof? Like how should what does that do? Like when we have a testimonial or we have some kind of reviews, mm -hmm. like should we do that? How does it work? Like what yeah. does that do in the psychology? Well, well it. It's it means a lot, you know, especially today in today's world where people can easily look at the internet for reviews, you know, on what other people are saying about your program, things like that. So so I think having some testimonials and having that social proof that people uh, like your programs and th that they actually get the transformation that you promise, I think that's really helpful. Uh, the the challenge is not not all course creators have the the resources to ask for testimonials right away, especially the new ones, right? So, so the in my experience, the second best uh, proof that you can show is that 
just having a unique way of telling telling things like uh, having a unique way of telling the, their present pain what's what's not working on them what's different with your product because if you can give people that aha moment you know uh, they will they will they will follow you and they they will respect you and they they will they they will give you a high respect because you help them have you help them give that aha moment or breakthrough in their minds right and and as i and as my mentor says uh he said that i uh on, in my own words that people people tend to follow uh an authority uh for for their lives until someone someone comes in their lives and actually solve their problem right because because uh not everyone is not everyone is their own uh, their cup of tea like I, I don't know how you how you tell that but so there's like a celebrity that you might follow uh, and then you meet a real authority that impacts you right exactly exactly yeah. like like there's an authority that you follow for for years and years but there's someone who is unknown but actually help helps you you know give give you insights and transform your the direction of your business or, or i th- i think that's powerful yeah that's really cool that's like a chicken or egg thing like if you want more authority <laughs> you have uh-huh. to like you come in as an unknown you help uh-huh. people and then that gives you authority <laughs> so exactly exactly yeah. yeah yeah um i wanted to ask about webinars uh, it's never been easier, and I see it in the course building community becoming more and more popular, especially mm-hmm. for people who are offering premium price programs. Correct. That uh, it's difficult to sell more than a thousand dollars without like a webinar or a sales call. But let's just focus on a webinar where there's like a sales conversion event, mm-hmm. and there's an opportunity for somebody to ask questions in chat or even speak live on the webinar and, and offer their questions or objections or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and let's say we have a lead magnet. We go through this email series and like we work on the beliefs, the pain and the beliefs and the positioning and the, um, differentiation. And then we go to a webinar cause we're selling a 1000, 5,000, 10,000, $20,000 program that we really need to present yeah. That and have an opportunity for Q&A mm-hmm. uh, and we're running it live. You know, there's the, t- the tools have never been easier, whether it's Zoom or go to webinar or there's right. other tools out there. How, like I, I see what a lot of people be like, yep, I need a webinar. And then they, they get the tool and then they're like, they publish a registration page or whatever and then they get on the webinar, but they haven't really thought about what are we going to do in this one to two hours? How yeah. They do. Yeah, well, well, that's really a problem for most course creators, right? Because most course creators, I I believe, are experts in their field, but not in actual presenting their, you know, present presenting in web on webinars, things like that. So, so I think, uh, and maybe start with how is a webinar different from email? Like, what? It's not. We're not. We're doing something different here. What are we doing? Correct. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to webinar, and as as you said, that uh, it, it in, in a way it's it's hard to to sell high high ticket stuff just doing emails. Although and although, sales pages, 
Yeah, and sales pages. Uh, although that's what what we do on bigger promotion, bigger pie promotions. But yeah, but yeah. when it comes to webinar, I think the value of webinar is having the opportunity for them to actually see you in action, right? So it's like uh, you're being tested. Right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's the closest thing to a live seminar, a live event, where you actually have the, a personal experience with, with the other person, right? So I think webinar is really powerful. The, the challenge today is um, more and more people are seeing webinars. That's why, uh, in a way, people are, depending on the market, of course, but in a way, people are becoming more sophisticated that when it comes to webinar, they they already know that at the end of that there's a pitch there, there will be a safe speech right yeah. so that's why uh when f for for the webinar i think it's very important to to focus on solving on that webinar solving their in their present pain their their current problem and you don't have to to help them actually uh transform their lives during the webinar but just help them solve their current problems like uh, the mindset and the insights on what they what they need to do differently things like that so that uh, you so that you actually help them right during the webinar so the webinar is not just a giant sales pitch you're you're getting them some kind of results even if it's early stuff like mindset shifts and things correct correct and 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 I think the tip here is just look for the the fastest uh, the the easiest problem to solve and low hanging it. fruit, right? Yeah, the low easy hanging fruit, wins. easy yeah. wins. Yeah, go for easy wins because it's like having a relationship. You know, you go on a first date, and then before before you ask them to to go steady with you, right? You don't you don't just go to a stranger and ask them to to marry you or become their long term partner, right? So. How do you, if we're doing some like kind of live training and we're being tested and we're trying to deliver some kind of result, even to the people that don't end up buying and we're, mm -hmm. how do we transition from the con the main content to the sales pitch gracefully? Like how do we oh. turn that corner? How do we turn the corner into the offer? Yeah. Well, that's really, that's really a good question because uh, like I've said, like you mentioned earlier about the, about about the you know imagining business people you know trying to trying to make a a long three point shot on on the on the backcourt <laughs> yeah. right so 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 the the smooth transition for a webinar is during the first i think uh three maybe three four three fourths of the of the webinar is where you establish and answer uh, the questions or establish the core belief that they need to to have before you offer a webinar basically the the content is more about prepping them to buy your your program so so it's uh when it comes to that to the to the technical part it's more of like so so you already know this problem uh, you have this problem and you know why this is not working right now and what this is what you need to do differently and this is the solution and if you want to if you want to learn more if you want to do if you want to go deeper with this then let me help you and then offer them something 
That's awesome. Um, as we get toward, towards the end here, I just wanted to ask, since you're like a, you really specialize in um, offer makeovers and, and increasing conversions and sales, especially at the, that offer point there at the end, what are the main objections in any market that um, people have at the point of buying? Like what, what are the main objections there? Yeah, uh, that's really a good question because uh, um, this is one of the, the, I think, one of the game changer uh, in the way I do business right now is that typically there, there are five uh, main objections that people have. And that is time and then identity and then money, and then energy, and then reputation. So uh, my, my, my mentor call it timer, you know? So, so the, the timer principle. So basically what we need to answer when it comes uh, at, during the end of our sales campaign is that we have to answer the time objection, identity objection, money objection, energy objection, and then reputation. And then most of the question that I was ask about uh, what's the difference between you know identity and reputation right because yeah that's my question too before <laughs> and and for me I, uh, identity is more about uh, like what what they see about themselves so is your program will make them uh, will make their family respect them or things like that or will they will their friends uh, adore them if they get your program you know and when it comes to uh, reputation it's more it's more about oh uh, that's the, that's the reputation when it comes to identity is more on how you how you feel when when you buy that program like do how you, you feel, see yourself yeah how you see yourself like uh, and reputation is how others see you i guess yes correct correct okay so so when it comes to uh, identity it's like uh, when it's like when for me personally as a as a buyer you know as a as a customer of of course online courses th there's a sense of fulfillment when i when i buy the the program that i really like especially if it's related to what i currently do right now so if you if you can help them make them feel that way that having your program or being theirs being yours making them feel that being your student is an awesome thing you know so that's one of the objections that you handle that you that's that's very valuable and then for the time thing it's more about that the time that they need to invest in your program if you can answer that uh, beforehand that's that's cool and money stuff it's it's really common right yeah. yeah the budget and when it comes to money i think the very valuable that you can the best thing that you can do to answer that objection is that to make your your course like a no-brainer you know like if you can take all the risk in a way or make the risk as slow as possible for them and i just want to share some of mark's brilliance here he helped me with this at lifter lms and we have a infinity bundle which as of this recording costs a thousand dollars and he broke it down to 
Um, if you're paying daily for that, that's like $2 a day and it's an investment. And what can you get for $2? You can get a cup of coffee. You can get all this stuff. And you were, you were showing how, and it's like your business. It's, you basically had a really elegant way of explaining like, yes, it is an investment, but this is how it actually breaks down. So I, it was just brilliant. And yeah. uh, it's, there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just like, don't worry about the money or, uh, you know, it's exactly, expensive, exactly. deal with it. It's like, there's yeah. a whole psychology people have around money, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's the perfect example of shedding the flashlight on the problem, on the objection, in the dif- in dif- on the different angle, right? Mm-hmm. You're just helping them see the, their problem on a, on a different, you know, different perspective. So, yeah. And then for the for the energy ob- objection, it's more about uh, just answering the question of uh, th- th- having the pain of change that doing what what you want them to do for uh, that's on your program that that pain of change is less than the than the pain of having the same problem that they have. You know, if if you can make them realize that. If they could change right now, if they could, if they can do uh, something different right now, their life will change forever. You know, that's awesome. Well, let, in, in our final question here, um, let's just run a case study through this. Like, let's look at the the weight loss health transformation course. Mm-hmm. Um, what are how do you how do you justify or make the case for time, money, identity, reputation, and energy? Just using that example. Okay. Uh, for example, what's what's the, the the it's a weight loss program, right? Yeah, it's a health transformation weight loss. Yeah, yeah. Like, like. Yeah. Yeah. For example, it's a weight loss program. So, so the the timer the the time objection could be how long will it take to see you know to see result in my body you know things like that or how long uh yeah how, how long it, it will take to see the results so so uh for that y- you can answer uh you can answer you know the question through like it depends of course it depends it depends on on how much investment they how, how much time investment they will put during the program and how how long they will stick to the routine or or on the diet, right? But but if if they can uh, stick to the to to your program, and then you can promise like it depends. Maybe you, if if they can invest, you know, thirty minutes a day by doing what what you do, uh, they will have result. Then then you can say that. Uh, when it comes to identity, of course, it it will all depend on what you do before the before answering this objection because uh, they, they don't know you yet, right? But mm-hmm. if, they, if they know you and if they respect you and if they, if they follow every words that you say, then just by being your student, being one of your few students will be an identity booster, you know? Uh, and then for the money thing, uh, one, of, one of the things that you can do is, is that it depends on your offer, but if let's say we're offering a, a high ticket twelve month program, coaching program to to lose, let's say you know, 
fifty pounds in in twelve months, right? So, so what what you can do to answer their money objection is is to answer uh, this thing like what I call it uh, investment value qualifier. You know, like you can you can lose weight, you can lose fifty pounds in twelve months as long as uh, most most of my most of my students lose 50 pounds in 12 months as long as they do this workout and then have this diet right yeah. so just just you know positioning your offer that uh you focus on the value that they're getting rather than the money that they're investing you know and focus on the on the transformation that you will have rather than the price you know and then for the energy thing you know just if if your program can do miracles by doing the workout 30 minutes a day, then you can tell that, right? And then for, of course, for the reputation, if they lose weight and if they actually hit their goal, you know, what what will people, what will their family say about him or her, right? How how would they, uh, co how would their coworkers treat them, or things like that, or or like the respect that they will get out of by just by doing your program so those are the things that you can you can tell during your webinar or sales campaign email campaign and yeah wow that's awesome mark allen you can find him at biggerpiepromotions.com forward slash friends what what can they find over there oh oh well uh, i i prepared for you guys uh this is for you know because Chris Badgett is very special to me, and I and I want to help his audience to 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 improve conversion and to to convert convert their audience into into sales and customers. So I prepared you a, a three simple template email template that you can use right away to see uh, to convert your audience into customer. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's super generous of you, Mark. I really appreciate it. Um, thank you for sharing so much today. Uh, you added so much value that um, I'd encourage the listener to go back, listen to this again, take notes, and then take action on what you're learning. Because Mark, I was trying to mine Mark for as much value as I could, and we covered a lot from, uh, you know, just sales, the buyer journey, um, beliefs, emails, webinars, handling objections. We've kind of gone all the way through. So thank you so much for coming yeah. on the show and sharing your yeah. wisdom with us. And I hope and I hope you learn something and have some you know a bit of insight on what you can do differently because because that's really the goal of this uh, interview and I hope uh, my my uh, my being here actually help you and grow your business. You know? Awesome. So Mark Allen, he's at biggerpiepromotions.com forward slash friends. Uh, thank you so much, Mark. We'll have to do it again sometime. Yeah, thank you so much, Chris. See you later. And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I hope you enjoyed the show. This show was brought to you by Lifter LMS, the number one tool for creating, selling, and protecting engaging online courses to help you get more revenue, freedom, and impact in your life. Head on over to lifterlms.com and get the best gear for your course creator journey. Let's build the most engaging results getting courses 
on the internet. 